Dear friends, Merry Christmas. I've been praying for you personally during these uh, past few weeks. You know, we weren't sure exactly uh, who was going to come, uh, who was going to show up, especially for this uh, quote-unquote midnight mass. Uh, but God did. Uh, and thank God, too, that Christmas wasn't canceled this year. But, you know, to be honest, I, I don't think yeah, we would let that happen. So today we celebrate our dear Savior's birth. Let us rejoice. It's the Lord Jesus, the infant King, who brings us joy and the promise of eternal happiness. And hopefully, we've been joyfully and diligently preparing for Christmas uh, these past four weeks. So I ask you at this moment, do you find yourselves filled with Christmas joy? Yes or no? If not, or if your joy is not yet as full as it could be, I have something, a little exercise prepared for us. First, I have to give this disclaimer. That what I'm about to say, it, it could be totally off. Uh, it could be the worst Christmas homily ever. People might never come back to church again. Um, after this, when word gets out to the pastor, he could call the bishop and ask him to pull me out of here, uh, send me to somewhere else. All right, so are you ready? I want to share with you an important theological fact. I know that doesn't sound too exciting, but bear with me. Um, I learned about this fact, this I would call a truth bomb uh, in my second year of seminary, and yeah, I was never again the same. It shifted my understanding of God. All right, so before I get to this theological fact, there's a spiritual principle I think I should mention. Here it is. Oftentimes, in order to grow, we need to go beyond our comfort zone. Now, there's a similar principle for physical exercise as well. I, I think you're familiar with this, with this idea, right? So what I'm not saying, no pain, no gain, but more no discomfort, no gain, okay? It's like an eagle uh, that pushes its baby eagle like out of the nest. We need to be pushed sometimes in order to learn to fly. Are, are we all in agreement? Yeah, it's a basic principle, I think, right? All right. So here it is, the theological fact. God doesn't need us. Actually, he doesn't even need you to be here right now at this midnight mass. He doesn't need our prayers, our praises, 
doesn't need any of that. At this point, you might be thinking, my gosh, I made all this effort to come to church at this time of the night, and what's this crazy priest saying? Uh, But it's true. God who is all-knowing, all-powerful, who doesn't need anything, he freely chose to create the universe and to create us out of nothing. Before creation, God was perfectly himself in all his glory, but he had no need to create anything, and yet he did. Not only that, but for our sake, God became man to be with us, Emmanuel. You know, this this fact is truly mind-blowing. But somehow I think we've grown comfortable about the mystery of Christ's birth. Even to go as far as to take it for granted, though we don't mean to. So why did God choose to be born into our poor and messy world? Again, not because he needs anything, certainly from us, but to love us, to save us. Because it's we who need him. He doesn't need you, but he wants you. He wants you to know, love, and follow him. He desires us to be with him in this life and for all eternity. He pursues us and invites us to be a part of his family and enter into his heavenly kingdom. Yeah, this is what we're celebrating today. So before, before I realized this, I was a very active in the church. I was a young adult, very active in the church. And I thought of myself uh, very highly. Uh, Before I entered the seminary, I I was doing all kinds of things. Altar serving. I was an altar server. Um, But at that time, I was also a catechist, youth leader, president of the young adult group, worship leader, member of the pastoral council. Yeah, I was doing all these things. And I actually saw myself as someone necessary for God's plan of salvation. And I, and I thought to myself, look at me. Look at all the great things I'm doing for God. God and the church need me to do this for my parish, to build up the kingdom, you know, or else I think should be messed up. Uh, the church, you know, the ministry, it would fail. You know, what a prideful fool I was. And by the way, I'm happy to report that my home parish is, is doing just fine, uh, if not better, uh, after I left all those ministries and entered the seminary. All right, so having laid this foundation that God doesn't need anything, I think we're properly set up to appreciate and joyfully celebrate Christmas. 
Yeah, but I have to tell you, it could still be hard to be as joyful as we should be. And one of the biggest things I think that blocks authentic Christian joy are distractions. The distractions um, of life. All the things that, that come up. For example, family issues, family drama, uh, in a rush for uh, during this holiday season, uh, you know, to do to get our shopping done in time with the especially with the supply uh, chain shortage, Omicron. Yeah, so many things, so many distractions, uh, and I'm not immune to them. And and to be honest, even even during mass. The holy sacrifice of the mass. So two weeks ago, two Sundays ago, Gaudete Sunday. You know the the theme of the mass, my homily, uh, the prayers. It, it was one of joy, right? Joyful preparation. But yeah, at that mass, I found myself so distracted. I, I know this is a concept that's difficult for for you to understand. I know you're very you know laser focused during the Mass, especially during the homily. But for some reason, at that Mass, there, there were things going on that, that really distracted me. And, and I, had, I had a really tough time. And e- even in, um, as we got to the Liturgy of the Eucharist, during the consecration prayers, you know, this is literally when bread and wine is, is being transformed into the body and blood of Christ. I, I was fighting hard to stay focused. Even as I said the words, do this in memory of me, uh, it, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. And like, you know, when you're, when you're distracted, it, it's hard to be joyful. Because like being joyful, that's a choice that you make. So I was forgetting about being, being joyful on this important Gaudete Sunday. But as I, at the apex of the elevation, a little child, uh, very young, just learning, I think just uh, beginning to learn how to speak, the highest point, that child yelled out, God! Maybe, maybe some, some of you were here for that. Yeah, and, and you could hear a pin drop in the church. It was such a powerful moment of grace. And at that moment, I realized yeah, it's Christ in the Eucharist who's the source of my joy, of our joy. The Eucharist is how God chooses to be with us in between his two comings. He has a great reminder of yeah, what's, what's really the, the source of my joy, the Eucharist, the source and summit of the Christian life. So you know earlier in the beginning I said that I, I've been praying for you. Uh, you know what the content of my prayer was? It was that you may have the joy of Christ this Christmas. And not only today, not even throughout the Christmas season, but from now and for all eternity, that you may have the joy of Christ. 
remember, God doesn't need you, but he loves you and wants you for himself. Consider yourself pushed or lovingly nudged from the nest. Now spread your wings and joyfully fly.